Hello and welcome to the Unbundled Attorney Mastermind Podcast. My name is Dave Ahrens and I'm the founder and CEO of Unbundled Attorney. In this podcast, we interview our Unbundled Attorneys as well as the leading experts in the industry to identify the best practices for converting leads into paying clients and how to ethically and profitably deliver unbundled legal services and other affordable options in your practice. To learn more about how exclusive unbundled leads can help you grow your practice, visit our website at unbundledattorney.com. All right, welcome to the Unbundled Lawyer Podcast. Really excited today because we are here with Tucker Cunningham, who's the CEO of Law Yaw. This has been an interview that's been a long time <laughs> in the works and uh, really excited to make it happen because uh, you know technology is one of the underpinning factors that makes providing unbundled services so much more profitable in this day and age. And it's really, I think, one of the greatest opportunities is for attorneys to be able to embrace legal technology in, in today's era in order to offer more creative solutions, more affordable service options. And so uh, you're one of the, the teams that is leading the way in enabling streamlining document automation. And, and uh, that's so key and important for attorneys that are drafting documents and providing these types of flat rate services. So uh, really excited to be introducing uh, your platform to so many of the lawyers in our network and also just you know shining a light on what it is you guys do because I just think it's uh, such a critical part of um, not only providing unbundled services, but just you know attorneys in general being able to get more creative about the way that they work with clients. So I appreciate you making the time today to share more. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a really good place to start would just be to give a little bit of background. Um, you have a background as an attorney and we're running a you know practice uh, that you built up you know, quite successfully. And maybe you can share a little bit about that, that story and what led you to want to get this platform going. Yeah, sure. So thank you. Um, I think, as you said, one of the things that's exciting about legal services today is the opportunity to leverage technology and really provide uh, better services to your clients more efficiently without sacrificing quality. And so the way I kind of came to law y'all is I started my career in litigation, um, doing litigation in state and federal court, then moved to a transactional practice where I joined a solo practitioner and we built out a law firm together um, in the Bay Area. And that was a really eye-opening experience for me because you know I got to see firsthand the, the challenges and also the rewards of, of operating a small firm. And so we were, we were a business oriented law firm and we were growing very quickly and had, um, you know, great reviews and, and clients coming through and the, and the firm's still around today and, and doing great. But one of the things that was most frustrating was as we became more experienced with the projects that we were working on, and as we became more familiar with the documents, the amount of efficiency that we gained didn't scale the same way. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, we hit a ceiling. And I read, I read a great quote recently, and I'm going to mess it up, but it's something to the effect of, you know, if I've spent, you know, 10 years learning how to do something in 30 minutes, you owe me for the 10 years, not the 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a quote that really resonated with me. And I just felt as these projects became more and more familiar to myself, you know, I wanted to be able to maintain that quality, but to be more efficient and also to delegate work to the other people in the firm, maybe less experienced attorneys or admins and paralegals. And the nature of so many legal projects is stuff that seems obvious to attorneys because they've done it for a long time isn't obvious to other people. So that right. handing off of, of work, especially with document preparation, is, is a real pain point for a lot of attorneys. And then also just the amount of efficiency, you know, putting in the same information, you know, over and over again across the same documents, 
Maybe there are really critical parts of those documents that need to change and be customized. But more often than not, 80% of it is going to be, you know, fairly routine um, in terms of the documents, in terms of the information, in terms of the alternative language that I would use, you know, cutting and pasting from a previous drafting, you know, from a previous document. You know, most of the firms that I talked to, and, and certainly my own experience was, you know, you never start with a blank Microsoft Word document. Mm -hmm. You always start with a previous version of a document that you drafted for a previous client, and you open that document up and you figure out what needs to change. And then you're looking for, you know, previous language that you've used that, uh, you know, that might apply to the current facts. And so it's this very fragmented process of find and replace and cut and paste and, you know, sample documents and cribbing language from here and there. And, um, you know, it just didn't seem... I just couldn't understand for the life of me why there wasn't a product where I could just simply take the information from one system, not have to retype it, use my own documents that I'd spent a long time tweaking and making, you know, exactly the way I want them. And why I couldn't get that information to go across multiple documents, choose the different paragraphs, clauses, change the pronoun subject verb agreement, you know, and generate the same documents I was generating manually, but a lot faster. And so that's what, that's what we set out to do. And that's, that's the problem that I experienced and, you know, that now we're helping thousands of lawyers across the country solve. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a unique opportunity for those of you that are watching uh, the video on the website or through YouTube uh, is we're going to be able to get a background on how this platform came about as Tucker's began to share, but also uh, get a demo of the platform from you as well. Absolutely. Uh, so we can also have a more in-depth discussion on not only the features of the platform, but also what that enables for attorneys nowadays to be able to build some more efficiencies in your firm. Yep. So maybe you can take us to that point where you're, you're, you know, running that firm, you're knocking out the same documents over and over again. You feel like you're, you know, doing the same thing again and again. I mean, and one of the things that I think is important to highlight is a lot of lawyers, I would think, and a lot of people might think of when they think of document automation, that they're dehumanizing to some degree, the, right. the process of law, right? That someone, you know, and you imagine like an AI is going to replace the lawyer and so forth. But uh, it's, I think maybe you can share a little bit about what what challenges you were facing in running that firm and what mm -hmm. you wished maybe you could have that you've now imbued into law yacht to start to uh, get some of these things done a lot more efficiently that, you know, like you said a little earlier, are the same things you're doing over and over again, not necessarily the, you know, the real legal work aspect. Yeah. And I'm, I'm super glad that you brought that up because I think one of the most misunderstood aspects about legal technology and, and document automation, but really legal technology in general, is that it's trying to replace lawyers or that somehow people's jobs are going to be automated away. And the reason that I became a lawyer originally, and I think the reason that a lot of people practice law, is because they want to help people. And they're drawn to this role of being an advocate and being able to you know, somehow help you know, solve somebody's problems or guide them to a solution. And the reason that our clients came to us and the reason that I think most clients come to attorneys is in large part for that advocacy and for that advice and for the right. relationship. And so, you know, our business, our law firm was, you know, entirely driven by personal relationships. That's where we found our clients. That's where we found our partners. You know, there were certainly things that we didn't provide that our clients needed. And we were able to build, you know, a great network of, you know, referral partners and um, resources for our clients. And, you know, providing a client with really excellent service is, is how we always got more business. And I right. think it's how most attorneys, you know, find their clients is through reputation and through, you know, good client experiences. And so what, what automation technology and specifically document automation technology or 
or really just, you know, eliminating the sort of more routine tasks, things that can be streamlined. What that opens up is, is more time to strengthen those relationships mm. because from a client's perspective, you're turning around their documents faster. You're giving them more predictability in terms of price point. From a law firm perspective, you're spending your time on things that are more valuable. And there's an inherently humanizing aspect of that when you can actually do work that you feel you're uniquely qualified to do, that you're good at, that you like to do. You know, there's a, a part of being a lawyer that's extremely satisfying when you can work with a client and help them solve their problem. Right. And what I was experienced was being pulled away from that and being stuck in front of, you know, a Microsoft Word document or six and trying to coordinate them and make sure that I didn't, you know, miss somebody's name somewhere that I found all the, you know, instances of the previous client's name. And then, you know, I'm spending more time reviewing the documents than I did even creating them just for careless errors. Right. And there's this, there's this huge disconnect where those careless errors really become um, what the client sees. And so it may not reflect the brilliant strategy or the well-crafted language or, you know, the procedural steps you took to, to achieve the result. It, it just looks bad. That's what they see when they're paying you a lot of money and somebody else's name in the document. Right. And so or these a typo are, or, or something a typo. Like that, yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. these are the things we worry about as lawyers. Right. So then right. that becomes, you know, the focus. And, and so using technology um, and specifically using document automation technology where you can maintain that consistent high quality output gives you the opportunity to spend more time with your clients. At least this is what I, I used it for, you know, spend more time with your clients, learn about their issues, oftentimes be able to uncover other things that you might not have seen because you're too busy kind of focused on that one project and, and really strengthen those personal relationships. And I think that's probably the thing that we hear the most from the attorneys that use our platform, especially the ones that, you know, have, have really been able to generate a lot more profit with law mm -hmm. is that they are able to spend their time on more valuable tasks. And those almost always include strengthening personal relationships with, with clients right. or partners. Yep. Yeah. And we can talk a lot about the applications and impacts that this, this type of technology is going to have on the lawyers firms, including, you know, being able to offer more affordable services and especially when it comes to the unbundling co uh, components of it, right. that uh, that just becomes a lot more profitable for them to do so so they can do it more often. Mm -hmm. And so we're just going to talk about uh, those applications. But take us to the point where you're running that firm, you're, you're seeing the inefficiencies, you're looking out on the marketplace and there doesn't appear to be, you know, a platform that makes that possible. And I remember, you know, five years ago, three years ago, even, even recently, um, you know, lawyers are looking to, you know, get the same documents drafted and they're trying to piece together different systems right. um, that were existing at the time. And it just, there really wasn't a way for an attorney that, you know, was in this state, North Carolina or Florida or Georgia and was doing family law or personal injury, whatever it was, to be able to take the forms that they use every single day right. and implement them into a system where all of a sudden they can start to have those merge fields and automate that. So uh, as soon as I heard about your, your platform, it was like, wow, finally someone that can make that possible for any attorney in, in wherever they're at, whatever practice area, right? Yeah. So take us through that process where you obviously see this as a huge need in the marketplace, mm -hmm. and then you shifted towards, let's go ahead and build this thing. And I know you came out of Y Combinator, but you can talk briefly about that um, and how you got this thing off the ground. Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, to your point, document automation has been around for a really long time. Right. Um, there's been services that provide... Um, you know, libraries of, of court forms that are, you know, fillable court forms. Um, there's been products that allow you to generate their documents. So the company will provide you with, you know, trust documents or, um, you know, real estate documents. 
and these are are legal documents that the company is creating and then you know the attorney is supposed to fill out right i never liked those products i didn't you know i took a lot of pride in the language we used um i felt like i you know researched things and kind of found best examples and you know became very familiar with my own documents so i didn't want to use somebody else's um documents certainly a company that wasn't you know a, a top shelf law firm right um and and so that you know that wasn't fitting my needs i don't think that fits a lot of of firms needs especially boutique firms and then there are some products you know sort of older products that have been around for a long time that allow you to create templates mm-hmm. but those products for me were really hard to use and you know i'm not a computer programmer and you know reading a manual and learning you know syntax and putting in the squiggly lines and the you know specific dollar signs and then trying to get you know if yeah, then the variable of the right yeah, yeah, exactly you, you basically have to learn a new coding language right and the whole point is i don't have enough time to be filling out these documents so i don't have enough time to be learning a coding language yeah. to to code my documents right um and by the way what that ends up being is that really you're paying a consultant to code your documents then whenever you need a change you've got to get them involved and it, it's a whole kind of separate, um, which are probably all iterations that you guys went through in the firm, right? Trying to figure out how to do this, right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And what I wanted was really kind of simple. Like I didn't need crazy logic. I didn't need crazy functionality. I wanted to take information that was in my billing software or that my client had given me. And I wanted to put that into my document. I wanted there to be some logic. I wanted to be able to change subject verb agreement pronouns. And what we hear from a lot of, of the firms that work with us over and over again is that you know, they just want to to eliminate errors, be more efficient, and and really, um, you know, just avoid the risk of careless errors. Right. And that's a little bit distinct from assembling really complex documents. Mm. Um, you can certainly do that, but for for most attorneys, you know, it's it's just a matter of can I just do the same thing I'm doing manually, but ten times faster and, and without errors. Right. So yeah, so we saw this kind of you know gap in the marketplace as as you mentioned. It seemed like a really easy problem to me. Um, it obviously wasn't. It took us a long time to build. Um, you know, we still are, are you know shipping stuff every week and spending a lot of time on improving it. But you know, technology is at a place now where you can truly have a cloud-based software. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my other pain points was that we used Macs, so we were a Mac-based law firm, and none of the document automation software worked with Macs. None of the court form software that we used worked with Macs. And it wasn't really cloud-based. They would say, oh, this is cloud-based, but it turns out it's not. It's you know installed on your desktop and you have to create it with a Windows machine and then maybe you can fill out an online form somewhere. And so-, so you have the Hackintosh running? Yeah, there, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> running parallels on your computer yeah, and you've yeah. got you know, a Windows laptop just for this one program. Right. Um, or you're you know, remote desktoping in so you can fill out a form you know, when you can get online and you know, book a hotel and you know the other side of the world from your from your iphone right right um we can see the audience nodding right? <laughs> <laughs> no it's been through it all and so the gap the gap was really obvious to me but having a truly cloud-based product that's really tightly integrated with microsoft word mm-hmm. um just turned out to be pretty complicated yeah and when you think about you know just how many legal documents are created and how many small firm attorneys could use that efficiency and get a benefit from it um you know, it was a really compelling vision to myself, uh, my co-founder, as you mentioned, you know, we went through Y Combinator. That was a, mm-hmm. a really great experience. Mm-hmm. It was really helpful for us. And we've been able to get some, you know, phenomenal partners and um, and and really try to, you know, attack this problem and, and solve it in a meaningful way. 
And I think that the other thing I'll just add to that is that with legal technology, you can do really impressive stuff under the hood to make things easier, mm -hmm. but it has to be making things easier. It yeah. has to be simple. Yeah. It can't be, I don't want to be, um, you know, putting in hours and hours and in, into doing some kind of, you know, esoteric complex, you know, logic. Um, mm -hmm. I want it to make my life simpler and easier and just do the thing that I actually need it to do. Right. And so much of what is possible with software is not practical mm -hmm. or is not immediately useful to attorneys who are just worried about, you know, all of the other things going on in their lives and how to balance everything and how to just do the work that they need to do, you know, faster and, and without errors. And so we've really tried to take a, a super pragmatic approach to our product and really try to spend just a ton of time with attorneys. We spend a ton of time with law firms mm -hmm. just trying to understand what's most useful, you know, is, is this flow, is this flow, what can we do um, that really solves your problem? And it's exciting to see, you know, how many people are using the product now and, um, you know, generating, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of documents and, um, and really providing value to, to a lot of these, you know, solo and, and small firms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see the lights turn on when attorneys start to like finally see, like, Oh yeah. Like what's that process like when you bring on an attorney and they're like, you know, document automation, that sounds cool. Like we could do this faster, but then you have them upload a document and then they start to prepare it and it's just like click a button and then it just auto fills. So like, and they all just, I, mean, I can only imagine they all just go, oh man, I remember how long that used to take. Yeah. You know? Like, well, most, most attorneys that we talk to have an impression of document automation that was formed, you know, 10 years ago or longer, which is this, you know, just expensive, complicated, cumbersome process that they're going to have to invest a lot of time in um, when they can just, you know, find and replace. Right. And I think that's the biggest kind of, thing that, that people come to us with is that the last time they looked into document automation was, you know, 10 years ago and, and it was a completely different world of technology. That's right. Yeah. Um, now you have APIs and you can integrate with things and you have cloud-based and you can work from different locations and you can collaborate with people remotely and you can get information from one place to another place a lot easier. And, um, and so, you know, when we, when we show the product and, and we'll show it here shortly, yeah. you know, it, it just makes sense to people. That's usually what we get. You know, when they, when they take the information, they enter it one time and then it goes across, you know, a bunch of different documents and they can choose the clauses that they want to drop in and they can trigger, you know, language they've previously drafted and then outcomes, you know, their pleadings or their motions or their letters or, um, you know, contracts, whatever it is they're doing, you know, formation documents, you know, they just, it just seems so simple and they, and they usually say like, why hasn't this existed before? Yeah. Um, which is, we'd take as a compliment. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe it's just in your own words for attorneys that are interested, maybe this is the first time they're hearing about law, yeah, and, and haven't, you know, explored a documentation in the past, but you know, they're trying to scale up their firm, trying to build more efficiencies, trying to make their, their firm a lot more tech enabled mm -hmm. because they see the writing on the wall and how much that can benefit their firm long-term and, and make it more scalable. Um, what specifically does y law yaw do? Um, does it, you know, we just talked about earlier, obviously applies for all practice types, but the idea, you know, is of uploading documents and being able to make whatever it is they usually do on their, on their day-to-day -day basis, um, more streamlined. So maybe you can just kind of break down in, in very simple terms, like what does this platform do for, for lawyers on a day-to-day -day basis? Sure. So law yaw does a couple of different things, um, in, in the most sort of succinct, uh, version 
we make it faster to create legal documents. Mm -hmm. Um, and we make it faster to create your own legal documents. And so, um, what I mean by that is that we do provide libraries of court created forms. So we have, you know, thousands of court created forms that are standardized PDF forms that the court system made. And we have all the, you know, California judicial council forms and we have all the local county forms and we have all the immigration forms. We keep those up to date in fillable for fashion, but we also have a platform that takes the existing Microsoft word documents that you use. So basically the last version that you drafted for a client, mm -hmm. you know, you can open that up in Microsoft word. You can highlight the parts of it that change and you can save it to lawyer and then you can autofill information to that document and you can autofill information to multiple documents mm. and you can do more than just fill in the blank. So that's, it's more than just mail merge. You can trigger, um, you know, if there's two children, then this part of the document changes. Right. Um, if there's minor children, then we're going to add this section of the document. Right. Um, you know, so it's conditional logic. Yeah, right, there's, basically. there's exactly there's logic. So and there's if it has triggers. this, then do this, right? Yeah. Exactly. You mm -hmm. can do that type of thing. You can save and edit different clauses. You can change pronouns, subject, verb, agreement. Um, and so, you know, we kind of provide a, a few different things. Um, also e-signature, we have, you know, our own version of an e-signature. Um, we've had 200,000 um, electronic signatures. Those get filed with the court system. Um, so the courts are accepting those, which has been great. Uh, not every, not every county clerk has come around to that. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, you know, quickly changing throughout the, the legal industry, especially in California. And, and so we provide, you know, a court form library of up-to-date, easily accessible fillable forms. Mm -hmm. We provide a way to turn your documents into smart templates and we provide a, a federally and state compliant electronic signature. Okay. Yeah. And one of the things that is probably the most popular common benefit I think for most lawyers is that you have an integration with Clio. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could just talk about how that came about. Um, sure. and Jack's perspective because Clio has document automation, you know, built into Clio. Right. So why did Jack want to have you guys build a document automation platform within Clio? What were the limitations there and what did you make it possible that you know Clio's document automation um, was not built for, right? Which was part of the deal, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I used Clio at our law firm. So I was mm -hmm. really familiar with Clio. I tried to use their document automation. Um, I think for some things it works totally fine. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you get into, I want to draft, you know, a separation agreement, a request for order, uh, demand letters that might change, even, even an engagement agreement where in some cases you're doing hourly, in some cases you're doing flat rate. Right. And you don't want to have five different versions of your engagement agreement or fee representation agreement, you know, right. up to date. Basically in Clio, you know, it's, it's a one-to-one -one field. You create all these custom fields, you have to manage those custom fields, and then you're trying to kind of just insert one at a time. So you end up with a lot of different versions of templates, you end up with a lot of different custom fields, and a lot of information that doesn't super naturally fit in Clio. Mm -hmm. um, what a lot of our customers tell us is that they use Clio to run their law firm, they use Lawyer to draft their documents. Right. And so it's, it's a really good um, partnership. It's been a super strong partnership for both mm -hmm. of us. And I think what what Jack and you know the people at Clio value is that it's a complex enough problem, especially under the hood, that it really requires a lot of um, 
you know, time and engineering work and product design work to figure out how to do that effectively. Yeah. And for a lot of practice management software, it's just kind of like, um, it's kind of like an add on or it's like a feature, but right. it's a complicated enough thing to, to do it well. It really can't just be a feature. That's right. Um, and so we've kind of taken this dance where we, you know, you don't need to have a practice management software to use Lawyer. Um, you don't need to use Clio. You can use, you know, a number of different practice management softwares, but we kind of just focus on the document automation piece. And then mm -hmm. we play nice with a lot of the other things that you use. So I think that's where they found a really, a really good fit with us is that we're not trying to also be a practice management software. We're not mm -hmm. trying to replace your Dropbox. Um, we're just focused on kind of, you know, this core problem of how do you generate, you know, high quality documents efficiently without errors Yeah, and use your own language. And, um, and that's been great so far. Yeah. And that is something that, you know, Clio wasn't necessarily built for just in terms of the number of fields they support and so forth. So, right. you know, having that be its own separate platform where that's where you're, where you're drafting your documents in this dedicated platform. Like you said, some things it works well, if it's the same one document over and over again, and there's nothing ever going to change. Right. But, uh, you know, where, where it comes into play is when you're drafting all different kinds of documents that have all these different contingencies and, you know, if there's kids involved, there's property, all these different things, you can't have that same document, you know, 10,000 different ways, right? You want to have one source for that document and then have it be able to dynamically change depending on the factors of that individual case, right? Right. And I think, you know, just to, to follow on that point, when when I was practicing and, and what we hear from a lot of our customers is that they kind of separate the world into these are cookie cutter cases. These are cookie cutter documents where you're just, just plug and play. Right. And then there's really unique custom documents right. um, that are super complicated and they never look the same. And in fact, the world in between those two extremes is where most people live. Right. There's a lot of repeated data, but there's enough variability. There's enough small things that are really important changing that they're not going to be exactly the same. And I think that's where a lot of firms, that's where I felt a lot of friction. I think that's where a lot of firms feel friction is that, you know, it's not a, a cookie cutter thing where it's just plug and play and it's not completely bespoke because they're actually starting with the previous version they drafted for a client. Right. So they're using, reusing a lot of the language. And how do you have a piece of technology that really can kind of live in that in-between zone, reuse the data, but give you enough flexibility to accommodate those changes that, that need to be, you know, uniquely crafted for that um, new client or that new set of facts. And that's, that's like exactly where we're focused on. Right. Okay, cool. So let's talk about the applications of law, y'all. Sure. Because I think a lot of attorneys that come on board with Unbundled Lawyer, they're going to be providing these Unbundled Legal Services, don't necessarily understand or fully grasp the, the, the value and efficiency that a doc, like a really well-built document automation platform can build, yep. especially when you're working with teams or having a paralegal or someone else helping you with drafting the documents. It applies great, obviously, for solo practitioners because they should be billing, billing out at $250 an hour or you know, getting a flat rate that is not necessarily going to require all of their efforts and time in order to get that, that service out the door. Right. Um, and also, when you start getting team members involved, um, you know, some of the features you guys have available making that uh, uniform across the board is really uh, beneficial as well. But maybe you can just talk about applications of law, yeah, where you see lawyers using it the most and how it's impacting their firms. Right. And, and a common kind of conversation that we have is, you know, we show an attorney a family law packet. So, you know, here's uh, the marital settlement agreement. Here are the petitions for divorce. 
you know, here are the set of documents that they've created for a divorce with minor children, divorce mm -hmm. with multiple children, divorce with no children, uncontested divorce, you know. Um, and and they, they don't necessarily, they just kind of think that, okay, this software works for that set of documents. Right. Um, but to the computer, to the actual product, you know, all of these Microsoft Word documents look the same. And so there's, you know, no difference in the software between a demand letter or a, um, a pleading or a motion or um, a packet of, of, you know, templates for a family law case. Mm -hmm. um, so we can really, you know, people, people use the software across a lot of different practice areas. Right. I think where we see a, a huge amount of value for our customers and the customers that <laughs> are really able to generate a lot more you know, profit with law law are in family law, um, estate planning, personal injury, real estate, business law, criminal yeah. law. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those kind of documents, you know, they can have pleading lines and they can have pleading paper and they can have, you know, captions. And so it was really important for us to be able to build something that didn't screw up the formatting for people. Right. Um, so that they can keep exactly their custom formatting. Um, and so we, we tightly integrate with Microsoft Word for that purpose. Mm -hmm. And so we have a ton of discovery documents where people are doing, you know, objections and interrogatories and requests for production, you know, all these different discovery documents. Yeah. And then, you know, on the family law side, you know, throughout the whole sort of, you know, case cycle in family law, we have, it's, it's probably one of our biggest areas, family law. Yeah. And then estate planning, which has been a little bit more obvious to people because there's been software for estate planning for a long time. Right. Um, but certainly, you know, trust administration, probate, estate planning, and then, um, and then, you know, things like real estate and helping set up businesses and, um, those type of documents as well. So it really, it really depends on practice area. You know, what we say is that law should be paying for itself. Yeah. So, you know, it's really important that, you know, when we're looking to bring on a, a new customer, you know, we talk through, we have an onboarding where we talk through what is, what are the projects you have that would be well suited for automation? And, you know, what do you need to get for, for this to be, you know, essentially a good return on your investment? Right. And so if you can do a, if you have a flat rate project that you can identify or a project that you do frequently and you know, is, is pretty similar case <coughs> to case, um, you know, those are really good entry points for document automation. And then from there, you can kind of expand and get into the more, you know, rare documents or the, the ones that you really hate doing, but you only do every six months. Um, but, you know, we always kind of try to focus it around, you know, a core or a couple core projects um, that are that are repeated. Right. Okay. And let's talk about uh, flat rate services. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about effective hourly rate. Yep. Maybe we can give a couple examples, uh, which I'd be happy to chime in as well, because we have attorneys providing unmodeled services all across the country. And a lot of the time, in fact, most of the time when they provide unmodeled services, they're offering it as a flat rate, you know, drafting documents, yep. you know, giving them advice, preparing the paperwork, delivering that to the client, and then in some cases offering limited appearances. But a lot of that time goes into the preparation of the paperwork. And that's a very common service that any unmodeled lawyer is going to be offering, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we, we actually just put out a, um, ebook on flat rate, um, you know, alternative fee structures, I think more broadly, but talking about flat rate billing and something that I didn't know is that, is that flat rate billing was how all lawyers build until basically the mid 1970s. So mm -hmm. for the last, you know, 300 years, 
lawyers actually build on a fixed fee basis for the vast majority of legal projects. And then states had set um, limits on what people could charge. Hmm. So a state would say you, you can charge $250 for a divorce. You can charge $500 for an estate plan. And that's the way that most attorneys operated all the way until the 70s. And the, the reason that that changed was because of a uh, Supreme Court case where somebody was trying to get a attorney to, to give them a competitive price and all the prices that they all the pricing that they got was the same. Mm -hmm. And so it's like gas prices in Canada, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so um, quick aside is I realized that recently we learned that the zip codes in Canada present a lot of problems for billing in the United States uh, at the gas pumps and otherwise. Okay. Anyways. Well, it's a different postcode system, right? So yeah. <laughs> And we've, we've solved that problem now, but, uh, <laughs> we did, we did learn about that. You guys are um, expanding to Canada soon? We have a, a ton of firms in Canada. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Hence the zip code billing issue. All right. Uh, which is fixed. Um, but anyways, so, so flat rate attorneys, you know, existed for a long time. Then basically they said, there's no competition. There's some kind of antitrust violation. Everybody's charging the same price. We can't get any competition in the marketplace. And that's how we got the billable hour. And the billable hour was a response to that to say, here's how we can create variability in pricing. We'll charge by the hour. And then that way, you know, there's, there's different, different prices available. Right. But I think that just speaks to, there's a really strong natural fit for a lot of legal projects, especially, you know, sort of consumer facing legal projects, you know, to be billed as a flat rate. Yep. That's how it was for a long time. And mm -hmm. we're seeing a huge trend back towards that. Yes. And not for everything. That doesn't mean the whole firm has to be flat rate. It just right. means that for some specific projects and some factual circumstances, you know, you can give a flat rate and with a tool like a document automation tool or like law specifically, um, you know, you don't have to risk getting burned on those fees because you actually know how long it's going to take you. Right. Well, it also significantly reduces the amount of time it's going to take. Right. And so, you know, very common service, let's say, is, you know, giving the client advice, drafting documents. This would be an unbundled service, right? And the reason attorneys can offer that as a flat rate very comfortably is because they, they understand the scope. Yeah. And that the scope is going to be limited, right? Right, right, right. It's very difficult to offer a flat rate in a divorce if it's going to be contested because... We don't know how long that's going to take, right? And so sure. that's really the major consideration. So very easy to offer flat rates with unbundled legal services because we know I'm just doing this, these types of services. I am not doing this, this, and this. Right. Right. And so that has kind of the bookends yep. that they need in order to feel confident that I can deliver the service that it's not going to, the scope isn't going to creep, you know, beyond that. Yep. And so it's, you know, if they're going to get a flat rate, let's say it's 750 uh, to draft the documents, you know, it might take them, you know, if, if it's five hours of time to get that out the door, Right. Uh, or even three hours, how much of that's docking preparation? Well, probably two or three hours, right. right? If it's five hours, right? And so if it's, you know, 750 and normally it would take them, let's say three hours to get that out the door, mm -hmm. that's 250 an hour. They're doing pretty good, right? Right. I would say probably some firms might take a little longer, right? If they're doing things pen and paper in the old school way. But if they could reduce that, that docking prep time, which is probably mm -hmm. two of those three hours or mm -hmm. maybe an hour and a half, and cut that in half, right? right? Even if it was just half, right. then all of a sudden it's only taking them an hour and a half, Right. Instead of three hours, right? So instead of two fifty an hour, now it's an hour and a half for seven fifty. Right now we're looking at five hundred dollars an hour effective hourly rate, right? And so what used to be considered, you know, maybe there's a lot of clients out there that can uh, that would really benefit and be very receptive to an attorney offering an unbundled service for seven fifty instead of having to pay a five thousand dollar retainer up front. Yep. Right now you can offer a service, you know, for seven fifty that seems like very little money, but if if you can get more efficient efficient in the way you're delivering that, the effective hourly rate for that could actually make be make that service one of the most profitable service options that you offer. 
right? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we have attorneys on the platform that are able to produce their exact same documents, you know, five times faster in usually that comes from document sets, you know, if they're, if they're generating multiple documents for a given project. Right. And you know, it's the, it's the exact same document that's coming out at the end of the day is what they were doing manually. Yeah. So I think that, you know, if you have a flat rate and you can give yourself a limited scope or even just separate the case or the project into phases, into phases yeah. that makes sense, then, you know, you can, you can really turn that efficiency into, you know, profitability. Yes. And so it's a hugely powerful thing from the, from the law firm side, but I think almost maybe more important at the risk of, uh, at the risk of, of challenging the profitability of law firms as being, you know, paramount from the client perspective, you know, the, the clients that are looking for legal services today are the same clients that are, um, you know, using smartphones and watching Netflix and, um, you know, using Lyft and Uber and, you know, the consumer demands are significantly changing. Yeah. Um, people now that are, um, you know, in their thirties grew up with iPhones. Mm -hmm. And so their expectations of, of service providers are really different <coughs> and they want predictability. They want convenience. They mm -hmm. want a fast turnaround and they yeah. don't understand why it would take a week to create a handful of documents, you know? Right. Um, they really value the personal relationship and guidance and expertise and certainly are willing to pay for that. Yes. Um, but I think that the, the thing that document automation provides and, and specifically law, you something that's integrated with your practice management system is that it gives the client a much, much better experience and it creates a lot of goodwill with that client because you're actually providing services in a way that, that they want them. Right. Um, and so, you know, certainly it has to make sense, you know, economically, financially for the law firm, which, which it does. Um, but from the client perspective, you know, you're, you're leaps and bounds above the competition and they're going to go to service providers that provide more convenient, you know, affordable services. Yeah. Well, and also consistently more accurate. Right. 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 And also easily accessible in terms of it being digitally delivering the documents digitally signed with a finger on their mobile device, which is what you're talking about. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> attorneys sending out an email saying, okay, the attachment, it's attached. Go ahead and print that out. Right. You know, sign it, scan it back in, email back. And people are looking at that going, I haven't even seen a printer. Like there's, you know, kids that are 20s, 30s, maybe you've never right. even owned a printer, right? And okay. so <laughs> that ease of use no, totally. is pretty important nowadays, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Or an email saying, you know, I'm going to send you an email with a bunch of questions and, and respond in this email with your answers. Right. And it's, you know, like purple and, and the spacing's all weird. And the person's going like, why am I typing this information into an email? Right. Um, when, you know, so yeah, absolutely. The, the times have, have changed in terms of consumer expectations, I think, um, you know, pretty dramatically and, and that's going to continue. There's no question about that. Absolutely. All right. So, um, we're going to get into the demo here now as so that everyone has an opportunity to see this because, uh, it's one thing to talk hypothetically about mm -hmm. document automation and like how what's this enabled, but we really want to make sure that this is very approachable for every attorney, where they can say, okay, wow, I can I can see the value of getting more efficient in my firm. I can see the value of enabling my team to be able to get these documents out a lot more efficiently. Um, but how do we actually do that? What's the speed implementation? Let's see some examples of that so that uh, everyone can better understand um, how this actually functions on the day to day. 
And so uh, Tucker's generous enough to do a, a demo with us. And so we're going to be, for those of you that are listening to this podcast episode on an audio device, um, the audio is going to uh, cut off here in just a moment and then just go to right after the demo. So if you want to see the live demo, just go to unbundledlawyer.com forward slash law and you can see the actual video version of the demo, um, which he's going to be doing here. For those of you that are already watching, um, obviously we're going to uh, you want, we can spell it out, I guess. So I'm on a lawyer.com forward slash law. Yeah. That's spelled L A W Y A W law. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, once again, so let's get right into the demo here. Uh, yep. with, uh, Tuck, once again, Tucker Cottingham, CEO of law. Yeah. And he's going to give us a full demo of his document automation platform and, uh, show us how we can speed up the preparation of paperwork and increase the profitability of the firm and also, uh, deliver a better client experience as a result. Absolutely. And I, I feel like I should at least just address the name Lawyer as I hear you spelling it, as we almost always do. Okay. Uh, and it's a, it's a divisive name. We find that some people really love it. Some people very much don't love it. <laughs> um, and almost everybody thinks that we're saying the word lawyer um, from like, you know, Boston or a Southern accent lawyer? or something. Yeah, uh -huh. exactly. Exactly. Uh -huh. But the, the true story, which is pretty boring, is is that you know law and yaw yaw being pitch and yaw turning on a vertical axis so pitch is is up and down yaw is turning on a vertical axis so turning the law law yaw that's where the name comes from turning it on its vertical axis around like pivoting turning the law exactly okay. is what we are going to become for. a much more efficient yes. field and legal industry exactly got it so, we, we honestly thought it was the op it was the Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to be like a lawyer. Yeah, and I'm okay. from Kentucky, so yeah. <laughs> anyways. Um, so lawyer.com, and it's cloud-based software, so you can log in from anywhere, um, similar to, you know, Clio or, you know, other practice management software, and it works on Mac and PC, and you can collaborate with your team, you know, remotely if you need to. And once you log in, you have a list of your templates. So I'm in a demo account here of ours for uh, family law and you go straight to your templates because that's what we do. We help you draft documents. Mm -hmm. And so here's a complaint for divorce with minor children. And so you go to draft new document and you just give the document a title and then you choose your matter. And what's important here is that law is really two things. One, it's a technology that helps you turn documents into templates, into smart templates. Okay. The second thing it is, is a cloud-based data retention tool. And so that means the information that you enter for a given matter or client, whether that's entered in another software or in Lawyer, it's saved. Hmm. And you never have to retype that across other documents for that same matter. Could, could you give an example for that? Yeah. So here I've, I've selected this blank template, complaint for divorce. And so the, these children. templates would be, if, if it's a brand new account, attorney signing up, they would upload their own forms or own documents that they use on a day-to-day -day basis. Exactly. And then start to build the template from that form that they already use. So they actually build the template in Microsoft Word. Okay. By, it's all visual building. You just highlight the words and you click insert. Okay. And you can put in what type of field it is and so forth. And then you save it. And when you save it, it just saves to Lawyer. Okay. And then anybody... There's an, ex there's an extension you have in Microsoft Word, exactly. correct? Exactly. So just save to your Lawyer account. Saves to your Lawyer account. Right. Then everybody on your team is using the same version of the same template. Right. So you're not getting this like game of telephone and people are saving on their desktops and, you know, having different versions. Everybody's working off the same template um, in the cloud. And so then when you choose the template, you've got your blank shell here. 
and then you choose your matter. These matters in this case come from Clio and it just pulls in your billing matters. Right. You don't need to do that. You can just create a, a matter in Lawyer 2. But then when you go to next, and I'm just going to switch here to this screen, then you see all this information is auto-populated. And the reason that it's auto-populated is because we've used this information in other documents for the same matter. So once you fill out an engagement agreement and you send it to a client, you never have to retype that person's name or address okay, or uh, their spouse's name or their kid's name. It's all going to save and it's going to automatically fill into all the future documents you want for that given matter. Right. Um, which is, which is huge. It's just not retyping the same information essentially. Right. So once you, so once you have a template and you have gathered that client's information in one form, yep. right? Whether it be an intake form that you send out and they complete, exactly. fill out that questionnaire or whatever way you would normally capture that contact information. Maybe you can talk briefly about how you're kind of making yep. creation of templates and sending that to the client and so forth uh, possible. Yep. As soon as you have that client's information in the in their your account, then that can be populated into any document you're preparing for on that case. Exactly. For the history of the case. Yeah. Right. And you don't yeah. have to deal with all these custom fields and everything. Right. Okay, great. And so then once you choose, you know, your template and your matter, you have this nice checklist here so that somebody that's not as familiar with your documents can go through and they can make sure they're not missing anything. Here you can see you have this kind of journey presented to you with these different cards that are kind of organized by category. And then you can attach different contacts. So here, if I want to say, um, you know, Jane Smith, I can just click on a contact that's mm -hmm. going to all drop in. So that's saved. If you don't have a contact, once you enter it in, you can click and save the contact. Okay. And you put in this kind of information and this is, you know, basic information for contacts, mm -hmm. but then you have this, this kind of more complex stuff. So now you can say the number of children, is there one child or two children? If there's multiple children, things in the document need to change. So in, in the workflow, if they're working with Laya, would they be, interviewing the client and completing the intake directly into Laya, or would they send that to the, to the like a link to the client? They'd fill that out. It exactly. would then populate, or it could be either or. It could be either or, but most of the time it's not real time. Usually, you know, um, our law firms are sending out an intake form, getting mm -hmm. that information. Sometimes they're using through Clio, Clio Grow or something, which can pull into Laya, or they're using directly through Laya, and then they're gathering that information. And if you're a firm with multiple people or you have paralegals or staff, it's really easy, just division of labor. So, okay, you know, one person focuses on data entry, data collection, um, put that into law. The other person maybe with more experience can go through and actually trigger the right clauses, make some substantive legal decisions, um, and generate the documents. Right. And so, you know, these things are going to change based on different triggers. Parts of the document are going to change. You can have your language that's pre-saved in Lawyer, and you can change and edit it here. So what a lot of attorneys tell us is they use the same basic language over and over again, but they want to be able to massage it a little bit. So it's right. basically the same paragraph, but they might need to change a few things for a client. Mm -hmm. You can do that without leaving the platform, which is really nice. And then when you generate the document, you're going to get, you know, everything in the document that changed is highlighted. And so this mm. is just a preview of your Microsoft Word document. It's always in Microsoft Word. So your formatting again, isn't going to get changed. Your headings, your margins, your tables, your, you know, pleading lines, whatever you have. Um, we don't mess with any of that stuff. We just use your exact underlying document. And then what people tell us a lot is that they spend, you know, as much time reviewing for careless errors as they do drafting the documents once they get to a certain point where they're familiar enough. And so, you know, it's really helpful to be able to just see exactly what's changed. 
Um, you download the document. So they just scan it to make sure all the data looks accurate as they're going through and they can see each thing that's changed. Exactly. And so then right. here, when you download it, it's a Microsoft Word document and you can review it. And if it looks good, you simply, you know, select all and remove the highlighting. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. And you can see here, you know, you have, you know, your styling maintained so you can make uh, Frank Banks capital in one instance, lowercase in another, bold, italicized. You know, you can have different variations in terms of styling. Um, you can have, you know, triggers for if there's, you know, different, um, you know, number of kids or, or so forth or different paragraphs that you need to trigger and enter into the document. Um, so it's pretty straightforward, but it's very powerful and it helps people save a lot of time. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I can show you is once you have a number of templates in here, and these are all your templates, you can create template sets. So this is the ability to now generate multiple documents. So I can say, okay, I want a complaint with the summons. Um, so I've got my complaint for divorce and my summons, and I can go to actions, generate document set. Now I'm going to be able to generate both of these documents. Again, I click on the matter. It's going to auto populate <laughs> all that information into the document, into both of those documents now. Okay. Um, maybe the last thing I'll show you is that... So, the, so when they build the template, they choose the fields that they want to have be dynamic, right? Those are all the highlighted fields. Exactly. And they'll put in the little custom variables in Microsoft Word, yep. which is one of the you know awesome integrations you built. Yep. So that someone can take their existing forms that they have in Microsoft Word, not forms that you're providing them. Right. right. They can take the ones that they're custom building, any form that they want in Microsoft Word, change the variable, each any aspect of that form into a variable that they can have in LawYaw. And then when they capture that client data, then any time that field shows up in any form that they're going to use in that case, then that, that client data will populate right into that form. Absolutely. Any it's, of the forms, yeah. Exactly. And so I can kind of show you. So if you do want to, you know, code a document yourself and we can help code documents too. We, we code a lot of documents for people, but if you want to do it yourself, it's very easy. You simply highlight the part of the document that changes. You create a plaintiff card. You just click insert. Now that becomes a fillable field. Plaintiff full name, right? And, you just and click. so then when it exists in LawYaw and you have the plaintiff's full name in your LawYaw database basically, exactly. or in the Clio matter exactly. as a contact, yep. then that will just populate that contact information will contact populate right into that form. Exactly. Yes. And and then again, you can do more complex things than just fill in the blank. You can create, you know, triggers and you can have multiple choice and you can have logic and you can change pronouns and subject verb agreement and swap in different sections or different combinations of documents. So you can kind of get more powerful from there, but yes. that's that's exactly right. Yes. And then I just wanted to show you this intake form as well. So, you know, when talking about sort of separating the data collection and data entry from substantive legal drafting, um, here's just an example of, of kind of how, you know, a firm can do that, where they, they can set out all the information they're going to need um, for a divorce and part of their divorce intake form. Most law firms have some kind of intake process, and then that information can save the matter and ultimately flow into your documents. Mm -hmm. So you're, will you have the ability to, do you have the ability to send, so create an intake form? and then create a link to that form and send it to the client so they could actually complete that form themselves? Almost. Almost, so, right? So, that's coming soon. I mean, depending on when the people are listening to this interview or watching this that's demo, true. That's true. it could also be available on the platform by um, now. It probably will I mean, be. this is being filmed on, what day is it, March 2nd, 2020, so. That's right. 
Um, yeah, and it should, it should be very soon. Um, but what people are using now is essentially that same thing internally. Mm -hmm. So they have a set intake form, they're filling it out and then it's saving to the matter. And it's just a matter of yeah, sending that to the client and letting them put that data entry in. Well, yeah. Well, and that's kind of, that's one of the, the dreams, so to speak, or the ideas is that we can build this streamline, right? right. Where, you know, cause it takes time to talk to the client and do the intake and data entry and then take that entry and put it into the, the software or whatever. And ideally you'd be data entering directly into the software, right? Yes. Because then you're skipping the step of putting it onto a form and then data entering it, right? Yes. But then also there's a possibility that if we can send them a link and we can empower the, the client to fill out that questionnaire themselves on like an online intake form, which a lot of the, you know, the, the legal CRM platforms do that. Yep. But, um, it makes it so that we don't even have to capture that information. We just have to validate and make sure it's accurate later on, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So it's definitely the thing that our, uh, you know, customers and attorneys have been asking us for. Um, and, and it's great for, you know, your custom documents, which I've been showing here, the templates, yeah. but then also we have all these standard forms. So we also have all these court forms, thousands and thousands of court created forms and all of the immigration forms, you know, the USCIS. Um, and so, you know, that information collection is is useful across a lot of different types of documents and it's just something that you know people with a law degree shouldn't be spending a bunch of time collecting that information and retyping across you know multiple platforms and documents so super powerful feature uh we're really excited to to unlock it and um you know add it add it to our capabilities yeah and we're we're giving like a pretty basic level demo here in terms of what the platform capabilities are but i've seen a little bit further under the hood in terms of the conditional formatting and or the conditional logic where you know if this person have multiple kids then open up these next questions and create the form this way so mm -hmm. he's talked briefly just about some of the other things it can do so because i don't want anyone attorneys to walk away with this being like okay great it'll like fill in the blank for me right yeah so there's just a couple more things that maybe you can just share briefly about that that attorneys are using that aspects of that all the time. No, absolutely. And and what we like to do is is when we do a demo or when we talk to you know somebody that's interested in law, we'll we'll actually show documents that are really useful to them or relevant to them. Right. So you know yeah. we'll show you a demand letter if that's what you you know if you're a PI attorney, and we'll show you you know divorce documents and we've got estate planning documents and you know uh, LLC formation documents and all all kinds of different documents, pleadings and discovery. And so we'll walk you through how it works with those documents. But yeah, as you mentioned, um, you know, having the ability to have logic and trigger certain parts of a document to change, right. um, you know, based on on triggers, uh, being able to generate multiple documents. You know, we we didn't have time to go into the um, the standard forms, but you know, mm -hmm. populating multiple um, template sets for immigration forms, right? Family law forms, probate. Um, you know, that's, that's been a hugely beneficial thing. And then also we have a, the e-sign that we talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot to it. Um, you know, more than happy to go into more detail. I know that we've only got so much time, but yeah. you know, it's worth, you know, checking out. And then, you know, one of the other things I'll just, I'll just give a little bit of a plug for us here, which is that when I was an attorney buying software, uh, for our law firm, I hated these year long contracts. Yeah. And so I always felt like I had to do this like long demo in person with our whole firm before we figured out even like how much it cost or if it was going to be useful for us. And then, you know, I actually, we actually got a call here. Somebody got my information off the state bar call here in the voicemail that I got was I'm calling about a five year contract. Um, that was the, the messages I got. And so, you know, we don't do any long-term contracts. You're not locked into a contract. 
it's month to month. If it's not providing value for you, it's not paying for itself. You shouldn't pay for it. Right. Um, which I know is a, a novel idea. Um, but in any case, yeah, happy to, to show people in more detail, you know, sort of the version of law Yaw that, that would be in their firm with, you know, the documents that are most relevant and kind of look into some of that different functionality. Yeah. That, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, uh, for those of you that can see the value of this type of a platform, you can go to umbrellalawyer.com forward slash lawyog and L-A-W-Y-A-W, request a demo, and uh, they'll be able to give you uh, a better understanding of how this platform can apply for your specific practice area, for the types of forms that you're preparing on a day-to-day basis. I think it's really important to understand that it's not just for family law, it's not just for personal injury. It certainly has tremendous applications for what uh, the umbrella lawyers we work are, are are doing because these are the same kinds of documents they're drafting. They're doing these flat rate umbrella services all the time. But just because you don't offer umbrella services doesn't mean law is not going to help your firm a tremendous amount. So if you're doing full representation, transaction work, business, anything else, um, you can do that demo with with Tucker and his team. Yep, and he'll give you guys a, a real clear understanding uh, of exactly how you can start to apply this in your own practice. Yeah, thank you. And, and if you're not, you know, if law isn't right for you, um, this is stuff that's worth learning about. I mean, it is really going to be part of the future of, of legal services. I don't think, you know, any of us can imagine a future of legal technology and services that doesn't involve modern document automation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even if you're just interested in, in learning about it or learning about, you know, other tools that people use, we've worked with thousands of law firms and really it's our mission to just spread technology and help people in a practical way. And so, you know, We've got a lot of experience with other tools people are using, how they work together, and um, just happy to be a resource to, you know, your community however we can. Yeah. Well, and it's great because that's, you know, you guys have a, a very strong mission to to really shift on the vertical axis uh, the <laughs> uh, the way legal services are being delivered. And, and we have a similar mission as well, which is, you know, helping lawyers implement much more affordable ways of, of practicing so that, you know, that we don't necessarily have such a strong uh, access to justice problem. And I'm on legal services has shown to be a really effective way to go about doing that. hundred percent right? flat rate services, breaking the case up into specific phases or just doing things on the vertical scale, which is just drafting documents or doing specific aspects and tasks and to be able to get documents out the door so much more efficiently to be able to interface with a paralegal or support staff so much more effectively so that we can get these documents done instead of five hours is two and a half or instead of three hours is one and a half. Right. Um, that makes this model so much more profitable and approachable yeah. you know, for attorneys because I think it seems like one of the main reasons attorneys may not move towards providing a model services. They just don't think they can make a lot of money doing it. Yeah. Right. And by enable by utilizing technology like this, uh, the effective hourly rate of providing a model services makes it something that is sustainable for the practice and, uh, and, and also, um, something worth doing. Right. Yeah. And there, and there's no lack of people having legal issues that want affordable legal services. Yes. I mean, there are, you know, millions and millions of people every year that have, you know, a very real legal issue that is very distracting and, and, you know, very, um, you know, when people are experiencing legal issues, it, it rocks their life, right? It really yeah. affects them. And a lot of people could use help, um, but they may not be able to afford the rates of a normal attorney. That's right. And so that's definitely one of the things that we're excited about is being able to partner with attorneys that, that see that as an opportunity and that can, you know, provide high quality legal services um, to people that otherwise may be kind of not able to be included um, 
in, in the legal services uh, that are available. So yeah, just to echo you, I, I think it's a huge, a huge opportunity and um, you know, very excited to, to connect with your community and, and help spread the love. Yeah. And in terms of connecting with the community, for those of you that are listening to this podcast, Tucker has put together a, a very generous discount for those that uh, want to try out this platform. So if you go to unbundledlawyer.com forward slash law, you can learn about that discount. And uh, we're really excited about that because uh, we really want to get this platform in the hands of any attorney that we're working with that's providing unbundled services because it just seems like such a core and important aspect of being able to deliver these services efficiently and profitably. Uh, and it will have that impact for you. And so he's extended a very generous discount for anyone that's in a network or anyone that's watching this podcast or hearing this show. Yep. Uh, just go to unbundledlawyer.com forward slash lawyah, L-A-W-Y-A-W. And uh, you'll be able to see that that discount and get an opportunity to schedule a demo with Tucker and his team and uh, learn how you can start to implement this uh, platform into your practice. So I want to thank you again, Tucker, for jumping on the show and and sharing uh, you know, the, this platform and, and how it can impact the attorney's practice and uh, a little bit of your background as well so that get a little context to how this thing came about. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, couldn't be more excited about uh, how the unification of technology and platforms like this can impact the practice of law. So for those of you that are watching, thanks for participating in the podcast. Uh, check out that demo with uh, Tucker's team. Uh, we certainly appreciate you learning about new technologies and ways in which you can get more creative about uh, working with folks that would otherwise not be able to afford legal services. And this is certainly a very important component of that. So thanks for participating in the show. And I will certainly look forward to seeing you on the next episode. For more information about how our exclusive unbundled leads can help you grow your practice, visit our website at unbundledattorney.com. You can watch each new episode of the podcast on the Unbundled Attorney YouTube channel. Or if you prefer to listen, you can find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And be sure to subscribe so you get each new episode as soon as it's available. And remember to leave us your review on iTunes. We read each and every one of them and really appreciate your support of the show. Once again, thanks for listening.